sense I still do that sometimes to find certain books. There's no shame in it because all the shame's been taken away, amen? So we can use the contents. Proverbs chapter 4. I'm going to read from verse 19 in a moment. But before we do, I'm just going to just, just give this special time of turning to the eternal Word of God and receiving from His Spirit the Word tonight. I'm just going to pray. Father, I thank You that there is life in Your Word. Father, I thank You that the, 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 the final authority of everything in our life is in Your Word. And Father, we just ask that we would be receptive hearts Our heart condition would be that which would be able to receive the seed of your word tonight and it would blossom in us, Father. It would grow in us a harvest, 30, 60, 100, even a thousandfold of what's put in, Father. Father, I pray that everyone would take something away from what's said tonight. Father, I pray against people being offended with the package, offended with me, offended with whatever, and I ask, Lord, that you would just speak your heart in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Proverbs chapter 4, I'm going to read from verse 18 actually, if that's alright with you. If it's not, I'm still going to read it. Verse 18, the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. <laughs> what a beautiful scripture. Amen. Who, is, who is just in here tonight? Oh, we had some hands go straight up. <laughs> Praise God. Who is unjust in here tonight? Oh, that's good. Who's not sure here tonight? Well, just means this. Just means righteous. So we are not righteous because of what we have done. We're righteous because of what Jesus has done. Are you listening? We're righteous because of what Jesus has done. We have right standing with God. He absolutely loves us and accepts us. So this is talking about you and me, is it not? Let's, let's, let's read it again, because sometimes we can read a scripture and oh, whatever. But this is the word of God, isn't it? The path of the righteous is like the shining sun. Have you ever tried to look into the, the sun on a sunny day? It's very difficult. In fact, the doctors say, don't do it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But the path we are on in the spirit, in the invisible realm, and it's going to manifest in the visible realm, is, what does it say? It's like the shining sun. It's like the shining sun. Every time you go into a dark room and you turn the light on or you lit a candle or a match, what happens? The darkness dispels, doesn't it? Brothers and sisters, I believe it's time for us to stop focusing on the darkness and focus on the fact that the path we are on is shining as bright as the sun. That greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. And no matter what this world has done to you, no matter what trauma people have tried to inflict on you, you are righteous and you are on a path that's getting brighter and brighter. Amen, Lord. And you are on a path that's shining like the sun. And it says that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. Yes. Have you ever seen those Carlsberg adverts on TV? 
of what would be the perfect day or the perfect bar or the perfect hotel or, you know, all those sort of things. But in God, we are going to have a perfect day. That every single day, regardless of what the enemy in the world and people throw at us, we can enjoy a perfect day. Yes. I love that song by, what's he, is it green something about perfect day anyway? But it's just a beautiful song because when you have God in your life, it's a perfect day. Because no matter what circumstances we face, we don't have to focus on them. We can focus on the fact that the God who created the heavens and the earth lives in us right now. Amen. And we are, the, we, are, we are his children and we've been made righteous. No matter what we have done, we are righteous before him. And our path is shining like the sun. You may think, oh, well, you know, I'm going through this real hardship and real difficulty. And those things are facts, aren't they? Yes. Things that happen to us, they're facts. Things that we're facing, they're facts. But the truth can change the fact. And the truth is that your identity is righteous. And you are light. And where you go and I go, we dispel darkness. Just by us walking in a room, we dispel darkness. Just by us driving our car in Keithley, we are dispelling darkness. Because we are the light. Jesus said it, didn't he? He said, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill. That's the church. When we get together, we're the light of the world. When we get out there into the, into the everyday hustle and bustle of what's going on, we're the light of the world. And God wants us to realize our position and our identity before him. Amen. It says about God that he is wrapped in an armor of light. He is wrapped in an armor of light. In Ephesians chapter 6 it says, put on the full armor of who? God. He wants you to dress well just like he does. Yes. He wants you to dress well just like he does. A couple of weeks ago on a Sunday morning, Danny Tillotson turned up in a really sharp suit. I don't know if you saw him. And I thought, my word, that's a sharp suit. And I felt the Lord say to me, that is not just an outward appearance, but it's something that's going on on the inside that has an outward, outward look. What's going on in Danny's heart? And God wants us to be sharply dressed in the spirit. Not worrying about is the devil on our back, is a demon in my pocket. Not worrying about that stuff because the devil and the demons, just like they flee from the great I am, the great I am is in you and they don't like you and they want to flee from you. 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 Having been involved in deliverance ministry, I can tell you this. That demons don't want to be anywhere near Christians. And if there's a, if there's a, if there's a legal right, there's a hierarchy in the demonic that pushes these demons to, to take up residence in and a foothold in a Christian's life, they are desperate to get out because it's torture for them. Yeah. Do you understand that? Yeah. And with a word, we can cast them out. Mm. Amen? Amen. Amen? Let's not focus on the darkness. Let's focus on the light. And not just Jesus being the light, 
but Jesus being in you, and therefore you are the light. Doesn't matter what people say about you, doesn't matter what you're facing, you are the light of the world. Turn to somebody next to you and say, I am the light of the world. And so are you. So let's read that scripture again. I know we're kind of just really getting simple here, but sometimes it's good to be not simple as in stupid. I'm just talking to keep it simple, okay? So let's read that again. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18. But the path of the righteous or the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. There was a lady in the church in Coventry and she was convinced that on her life there was a, a, a generational curse because she just kept, she was seemingly clumsy everywhere she went, she fell over and she could do some really awful injuries to herself by doing this and apparently she said her mum was like this and so forth. But when that lady started to realise who she was, When that lady started to realize that the the path before her is shining, when she started to realize who she was in Christ, what happened is that whatever that was, that curse, whatever, it just washed away because she started to get deliverance when she realized who she was in Christ and who Christ was in her. And she started to dig deep into Christ and let Christ be fully formed in her more. And guess what? She stopped having accidents. It broke in her generation because she appropriated the work of the cross to her situation. And the work of the cross for you and me means this, that we were sin, but we've been made the righteousness of Christ. We're righteous of God in Christ Jesus. Isn't that amazing? That you have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. In Isaiah 61, it says that, that God puts on as a garment of salvation and a robe of righteousness. Just shut your eyes for a minute and picture yourself. I wonder what that looks like, a a garment of salvation, of wholeness, and a robe of righteousness that's shining like the sun in all its brilliance. How, How have we been clothed in the Spirit? Can I say to you that the Bible says that the invisible realm is more real than the visible So what I'm describing to you of the way you look in the spirit is more real than what you look like in the physical realm. It's more real. Think about that. Let it sink in. Because in my Bible it says that the visible realm was created out of the invisible realm. So that means that the invisible realm precedes it and is more important than it. And Jesus says... This world is passing away, but what my word will never pass away. My divine expression will never pass away. And you and I are a divine expression. Yes. It's powerful, isn't it? Yes. So it's time to stop walking around focusing in the darkness because that's not your heritage and your inheritance. In verse 20, it says this, My son, oh my word, we've suddenly become... Sons and daughters, we've suddenly become sons of God. We've suddenly taken on the privilege of sonship. And what does it say? My son, 
Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst, in the center of your heart. Why? For they are life to those who find them. And health to all their flesh. Father wants an intimate relationship with you through his word. We've only looked at a few verses, but it's rich, isn't it? It's so rich. He wants an intimate relationship with you through his word, by his spirit. He wants you to know who you are through this word. He wants you to know his purpose for you, his plan for you. He wants you, even more than that, to know him in his holy word. It says, for they are life to those who find them, verse 22, and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. It's really interesting, this instruction here. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of your heart flows the issues of life. Peter said this morning that, quoting Jesus, he He said that when you come to Jesus, out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. That's something God does for us as we enjoy relationship with Jesus. But our part is to tend the condition of our heart, isn't it? Our part is to, what, guard our heart with all diligence. And in fact, the preceding verses actually help us do that. When we start to fill our heart with this new identity, when we start to fill our heart with this sense of being the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, when we fill our heart with the fact that we're sons and not slaves, we're sons and not orphans anymore, when we fill our heart with that stuff, when we incline our ear to what God says about us instead of what the devil says about us or that person who wants to get us down says about us, when we start to incline our ear to our Father's words and our Father's heart for us, we are God in our hearts, aren't we? Amen. Regarding our hearts. That's part of guarding your heart. And it's interesting in in, in verse 24, it talks about another way to guard your heart. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. If we're listening to the right stuff, it's going to condition our heart. Now the overflow of our heart, our mouth is going to speak. If we're listening to the wrong stuff, it's going to condition our heart and that wrong stuff is going to come out of our mouth. The Bible says in another place that when that happens, a bitter root can grow up and if it comes out of our mouth, it can defile many people. But that's not our inheritance, is it? That's not what we're supposed to be about as the people of God. We're supposed to let the love and the grace and the gospel of Jesus Christ so fill our heart that what comes out of our mouth will build people up. What comes out of our mouth will build people up. And where we get hurt, we can turn to our Father and let him speak to us healing words of our identity and restore and heal our hearts so that we can speak what he wants us to speak and love the way he wants us to love. Not be suspicious of people, but see them the way he sees them. 
I wonder what he meant by that. Well, I don't really care what he meant by that. I want to love him anyway. It's that kind of mindset. Turn with me to another scripture, Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12 in the New Testament. I'm going to be naughty. I'm going to ask you to put a mark in there and go back to Proverbs, okay? <laughs> Thank you for bearing with me. So Matthew chapter 12, and then go back to Proverbs as well. If you've got some nice ribbons in your Bible like I have, they're very helpful. If you haven't, stick a finger in there, okay? <laughs> Proverbs chapter 4. So guard in your heart, verse 24 says, put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead, verse 25, and your eyelids look straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Goes on, my son, pay attention to my wisdom. Lend your ear to my understanding. Wow. This idea, this, this poetic piece of scripture, verse 25, that says, let your eyes look straight ahead and let your eyelids look right before you, it gives the idea in the Hebrew of looking and focusing ahead on favor, not on nothing, on the favor of God. I wonder what we expect in our lives. I wonder because of perhaps hope disappointed, because of some tragedies, because of things that come into our life that are unexpected. I wonder if it somehow affects our focus. But I want, God, I want, you to, tell, I want to tell you tonight that God wants us to keep our eyes straight ahead on Jesus because in Jesus there's great favor. God has days of heaven on earth for us. He has days of great favor ahead. Regardless of our past record, he has days of great favor. And it's time to, 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 to look and focus on his favor, his unmerited favor and his grace for us, rather than the mistakes we've made or the things that people have done to us, or even our current circumstances. God wants us to put our eyes straight ahead and focus on his favor. It gives the idea of eyes looking to your righteous state and looking to wholeness. And the picture goes on, this, this beautiful picture that the Proverbs paint. It says in verse 26, Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. The word in the Hebrew ways there means your attitude. It means your course of life, your actions, your manners. It means your conversation. That's this word, what it means. It means everything. And it's saying here that God wants to be established on this righteous path so that your attitudes and your conversation and your actions and your manners, your way of viewing people and thinking about people and speaking towards people, all those things are established not by what people have done to you, but by what Christ has done for you. Thank you Lord. Wow. God wants that for us. So much. 
He wants us to be all that he called us to be. Amen. <clears throat> so can you see that God in your heart is really, really important? With that in mind, go to Matthew 12. We got there eventually, didn't we? <laughs> Matthew chapter 12. I want to read verse this is 35 to 37. Give you a moment to find it. He says, A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth evil things. Let's just stop there a moment. <clears throat> Just wave at me if you're a good man or a good woman in this room. Oh, wow. That's a very strong wave. You know, we're, we're good not because of what we have done, but because he has made us worthy, hasn't he? You see, the word here gives the idea of worthiness. And we're only worthy because of what Jesus has done for us, aren't we? But that, we are worthy. Stop saying you're unworthy. Stop saying you're no good. Because Jesus has made you worthy. And Jesus has made you good. You know, one idea of good in the Hebrew is functional. He's made you functional. He's made you functional. You can function. Amen? So a worthy man, or the, or the, the worthy treasure of his heart, brings forth worthy things. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil things. A word to describe evil is dysfunctional. So my question is this. If we're seeing a lot of dysfunctional stuff in our lives, it's time to have a revelation of what God has made us to be, isn't it? Because as we get a revelation and a real understanding and the light really comes on in our heart, of who we really are, there'll be less dysfunction and more function. There'll be less unworthiness and there'll be more worthiness. Do you believe that? God wants us to see ourselves the way he sees us. He goes on in verse 36, Jesus says, But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give an account on the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Wow. By your words you will be justified, and by your words you'll be condemned. That's a strong statement, isn't it? But I, I really believe Jesus was primarily meaning this. If you accept me as your Savior and acknowledge that, you'll be justified. But if you decide to say, I'm a good person without Jesus, or I don't need Jesus, I don't need a Savior, I don't need any of that, then you're condemned. And the amount of people that maybe you and I have talked to in that position, well, I've lived a good life, I'm a good person. Well, actually, without God, we're not. Even if we've done a few good things, we're not. In fact, Jesus said at one point, he says, you know, you earthly fathers, even though you're evil, even though you dysfunction, you still know how to give good things to your children. How much more the heavenly father will give good things to those who ask? God wants us to know 
that we are good because we have a good Father who has made a way for us to live a holy life. It's interesting if you look at this scripture, it's very, very clear that what we say is linked to who we are. Yes. What we say about ourselves, what we say about other people, is linked to who we are. Linked to who we are. We can religiousize it, we can try and be clever, but the bottom line is this. What we say about ourselves and other people, it reflects who we are. And God wants us to see ourselves the way he sees us. How does he see us? He sees us in perfect love. He sees us perfect before him right now. See, what we talk about the most represents the abundance of our heart. You know, you, you meet some guys particularly who are mad on rugby or mad on football, and it's all they can talk about. And I like it a little bit, particularly football, but it just gets boring after a while for me. I want to talk about Jesus. I'm sorry, but I do. I'm not going to, and George told me not to apologize, so I take that back. I, I, just, want to, I just want to talk about Jesus. I just want to talk about this amazing creator who loved me beyond all my faults. Who's restored my soul, who has given me a new identity, who continues to be long suffering with me, even though sometimes I'm so dumb and don't get it and don't listen to him the way I should. He's just amazing, isn't he? Yes, yes, he is. You know, the Bible, the whole of the scripture, the teaching of the whole of the scripture places a very high premium. On the words of our mouth. Yes. You may think, well, I can just say whatever I like. It doesn't affect anybody else. Yes, it does. And the first person it affects is you. Yes. Idle words are words that are not really thought about before we say them. Idle words are words that carry no goodness and no love and therefore no power. And the world is full of it. The whole of the world culture is full of it. But we as the believers are supposed to be those that so fill our heart with the identity of Christ that that is what comes out in our daily life. That instead of words that are fear-based, words that are love-based come out. Amen? In our daily life. I'm going to leave it there. I think I've said enough. Stand with me. Just close your eyes in this place.